It is no secret that the travel industry has undergone some major changes in the past few years. And even though it is back and booming, so much of why and how we travel has changed. Welcome to Travel Redefined. I'm Sarah Dandeshi and I'm your host, and I'm excited to talk to thought leaders in the hospitality and travel space for insight on the future of travel. Welcome back to another episode of Travel Redefined. Uh, Today's guest is really interesting because he's got his fingers in a lot of different projects and really all different aspects of the travel and hospitality industry, as well as other businesses, which I really like and certainly respect because you can learn so much from all these different uh, businesses and verticals and um, particularly very forward thinking in a couple of different um, projects as well too, you know, being, we will totally get into this, but the metaverse and NFTs and all of that. So if that is something that you are definitely interested in, you'll want to tune in today for sure. So uh, today's guest is Brian Esposito, who is the founder and CEO of Esposito Intellectual Enterprises. Uh, We've spoken before. He and I are working together on one of these projects, which we'll dive into. Um, But Brian, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, thank you, Sarah. Always a pleasure and honor. So I appreciate the opportunity. Well, I'm really excited about today's conversation because, you know, as I was kind of mentioning a little bit in your in your intro, is that you really are working in so many different verticals. And it's so incredible because you can learn so much from all of these different projects. And some some of them it, it sort of like um blend into each other. Some might not as much, but um but just to um, to kind of like share a little bit of that, I would love to hear um, a little bit more of your backstory as well, too. So for those that might be might not have necessarily caught you on the last time we were on a podcast together, share a bit of your background um, and then how you are now working with travel and a hospitality brands. Yeah, of course. So uh, it's grown since the last time we've spoken, Sarah. Yes. So. Uh, now, um, it's a complete holding company I've created it's over 20 years of work and development since I started my professional career. It now consists of over 85 entities. There's over 150 joint ventures and proudly operating in uh, over 25 different industries from around the world. Uh, so it's an uh, amazing model of tremendous technology, product solutions, IP, exceptional talent and management executives, great legal, great accounting, great compliance, amazing banking partners, investment banking partners, even a private private banking partner, and uh, just an arsenal of resources and support that I had to cultivate and build over this time for my own survival and protection and to make sure that, you know, what I was planning and strategizing on and what I wanted to create uh, is coming to fruition and with with the right people and the right support system. So that's so important. Uh, now, over the last five years, I've perfected this model of what I really love to do and what I find very rewarding is I take everything I just went through, that entire arsenal of resources and then you know, entire um, collection of companies and IP and, and, and partnerships, and I get to work with startups and even up to Fortune 500 companies, and we create real value. We boost balance sheets. Um, we create new markets or technology or products, get them to market, properly price them, and create businesses around them. Uh, if it's a startup, I'm there to help founders and the stakeholders become successful, get them on the right path to, to create revenues. If you're going to be in business, my philosophy is you got to be able to make earnings. And if you want to be profitable, you got to make profitable earnings and you need to grow from your positive earnings and your cash flow. 
And I'm not the unicorn guy. I'm not the one that wants to create a unicorn and have one successful exit and 99 failures. I want all the companies that I'm part of, including my own holdings, to be as successful as possible, share resources and grow. Uh, and, and more importantly, I want these founders to have fun and really love what they're doing, keep going after their passions and dreams and have the support system that I didn't have that I wish I had. So for me, it's, it's a great justification and realization for you know, all the, the hell I went through to be able to pay that back and help people navigate some of those turmoil times or, or turmoil situations. Well, I, and, and what I love about, you know, hearing a bit of your story is again, you are, you know, you're kind of, you're working on a bunch of different projects, you know, so it is not just, it's not just the one unicorn, as you said, you know, and you want to see the sort of success and growth of so many different individuals, not only individuals, but, but, but companies and solutions that they're offering and, and definitely being very forward thinking. So, um, I, I know you've got a couple of, of really exciting projects. You've got a lot of really exciting projects, but, um, particularly, you know, in the travel space. So I'd love to talk about, you know, a couple of them because they, they are really unique. So why don't we dive in first to the BAPES NFT project, which um, you've kind of brought me on a bit. So, you know, I can definitely chime in in regards to that. But let's bring our, our listeners up to speed in regards to um, the BAPES NFTs. Yeah. So, uh, Sarah, honored to have you as a BAPES ambassador. You're with us from, from ground zero on day one. Uh, so we created an, an amazing initial NFT project known as BAPES or the BAPES clan. Uh, it is owned by now Chain Tech Labs. Uh, Chain Tech Labs is the first of its kind company to be incorporated and licensed out of the DIFC in Dubai, UAE. Uh, we have great relationships with the governments there and our plans and research and strategy on how NFT projects should come to market, the support they need, the resources they need, and ultimately provide exceptional utility and value for the potential NFT holders. Uh, as of two weeks ago, uh, we got uh, mentioned in an article that Apple News picked up that we were the NFT example, top example of, of an NFT in 2022 of how they should come to market and, and the great work that we did. So uh, it's amazing what, what we've accomplished thanks to amazing ambassadors like you, a uh, great core team. And I think we have one of the best uh, NFT communities in the world that just continues to grow and, and, and just so positive and exciting. And it's, it's very rewarding for everybody that's involved. Uh, so what we've done is we created this MetaVestor uh, type of concept for all of our NFT holders that are part of what we're building. Uh, so you have people like you, Sarah, of incredible executives and, and media conglomerates like Larry Namer, who co-founded ETV, uh, Ricky Sidemer, who pretty much originated in private aviation, the uh, CEO of Starjet, uh, Stephanie Malik, an amazing, uh, phenomenal friend and, and professional for crisis management. We've got one of Meta's top uh, security guys, John Kieran. Um, David Meltzer, you know, phenomenal sports icon, dear friend and partner and investor in, in, in multiple of my, my companies and projects. Uh, so what you have is what we built here is direct access to some incredible people for NFT holders. You have what is known as a docs team in the NFT space. So we were fully transparent about who we were, what we're trying to accomplish and our plans. And a lot of NFT projects did not do that and they still don't do that. They just do a major promo, try to collect a lot of money. And then there's no real plan. It's just uh, it's a scam for, for for lack of a better word, or they call it a rug pull in the space. And and it's unfortunate and it hurts a lot of people. And that that can't happen. That's why we wanted to set a precedent of how these things should come to market, what you need to do, and how you need to protect your NFT holders. Uh, so in my mind, the way you were speaking before is being someone that is a forward thinker. I saw this space in a wholly different um, lens where this is a great medium 
for projects and startups or even major companies to generate and bring in new capital. Uh, so you have your traditional capital raises, it's friends and family, you're going out to private equity, you have your seed round, your series round, venture banking, or whatever it may be. But now if you add in this component of, of an incredible NFT market that's thriving, and if you come up with a great strategy, great utility, great offering, you can bring in exceptional uh, capital for, for that project. And, and more importantly, you start to cultivate a community that are your potential consumers or your salespeople out there that they're, they're building brand awareness around you because they love what you're doing. They love your project. Uh, and you just can build a force. You saw what we did. We went from zero to the fastest growing NFT project in the world. And we didn't spend a single dollar on marketing or advertising. That's pretty badass, And that, that doesn't happen. Uh, <laughs> and it was a lot of work and we're all working 24 seven answering yeah. questions and, and, and being fully engaged. And we still are fully engaged with our community. Uh, and since then, we've acquired projects that have failed and that we believe have exceptional utility, just didn't have the right strategy or access. Uh, we did two successful NFT drops over the last two months during a very uh, a downward cycle in multiple markets, except especially crypto. Uh, we had our, our Babes Future, which is a 10,000 piece collection. And then we had our Cubex, which is another 10,000 piece collection. And both sold out in record speeds. Uh, and the values of those, those uh, market caps are, are, are going up. And that's what we do. We build value, we build excitement, and we build a great strategy. So we've cultivated now nearly 500 million in market cap with our NFT holdings and projects. Uh, and we're working with governments and regulators to, to, to be part of the system of what is the, what is the, the, the map look like on bringing an NFT to market. Uh, and we're providing exceptional utility and excitement for NFT holders that they don't want to sell or trade. We have a, a staking program where 96% of our NFT holders actually stake their their NFT, they don't want to sell it. They want they want to hold this forever. They're, they're it's like a, you know, it's a Mickey Mantle rookie card. They don't want to get rid of it. They want to pass it down to their kids, their grandkids, uh, and uh, and we're continuing to work our asses off to show that we are doing what we said we're going to do, and and we've done this all in seven months. It's incredible. It, it's insane. It is so insane, and and um, you know it is really interesting, and this will kind of tie into the next question because I know um, those that might be in travel and hospitality are like, well, wait, wh how, where do NFTs? How do they? How does travel, you know, fit into NFTs? How how do how's hospitality? So um, I know that you, you know we talked a little bit about the Bape project, but. Also, um, you know, what you're working on with EV hotels and crypto hotels. So I think that that might kind of bring things um, a little bit full circle for those that might be tuning in and want to sort of see like, okay, how, how does what we know as the travel and hospitality space, how does this make sense with the future of, you know, crypto NFTs and all of that, the metaverse. So Obviously, a lot has changed, um, but like, can we talk a little bit about EV hotels, crypto hotels, how this project has maybe evolved? And then I think there might be even an EV hotels NFT drop soon. So I'll let you kind of explain a little bit of all of that. Yeah, it's, uh, it's brewing. So Ken Patel, CEO and chairman of EV Hotel, became a dear friend, also a Babes ambassador, honored to have his participation. Uh, and uh, what had happened was I was building a crypto hotel concept over the last six years now maybe seven years. Uh, and it was, I, and like you, Sarah, we, we know some of the most amazing people in hospitality at the senior level, all very amazing conversations. Everybody was very open to the idea of this new uh, crypto concept with their current hotel flags. 
Uh, however, it's it's like trying to move the, the Titanic. It just it's, it's it doesn't just happen. You know, they have their systems in place. They have their, you know, sometimes certain executives don't want to take a risk and they don't want to don't don't want to rattle the cages. Uh, but I knew that this needed to happen as far as a crypto related and and crypto focused facility for these community members to be able to go to and experience digital assets and pay for things in crypto, earn crypto and and do what they love to do. I, I, I physically watch it whenever I go to these cities that have these NFT or crypto conferences. There's all these amazing parties and communities all siloed around the city, but there's never a main hub besides the expo floor or the conference floor for them to come together and actually uh, just have that connection to it where you can even pay for your lunch in crypto. It, it sounds like that's doesn't make any sense. You know, you have these cities that are offering these huge crypto conferences, but there's nowhere to really utilize the the, the, the token and the crypto or digital asset. So you're, there's a disconnect. Uh, so, you know, long story, very long is uh, Ken and I uh, had met. His concept was amazing with EV Hotel as, as is, as a fully automated, high tech, nearly 20 smart IoT devices in the room, really enhanced guest services, really helped the the staff and, and all of the employees have a better experience and be able to really love and, and engage and, and participate in the job. And just a really amazing concept with robots and beautiful d design work. So I didn't, I'm not, not saying he wasn't going to rock it without us joining forces, but taking what he worked very hard on, what he knew, knew the hospitality industry needed as far as evolution and, and what does that next level look like for hospitality. And you combine it with my concept of a crypto hotel where you get rid of the ballroom and you have a complete crypto trading floor, much like the New York Stock Exchange or the Chicago Mercantile Exchange, where you have these digital asset or crypto companies actually own a seat in an EV hotel crypto trading floor. You start to really look at the economics of that building now, all of a sudden looking like, wow, that, that building's going to generate a lot of revenue. And that's going to support a lot of employees and really, really create an, an amazing experience. The, what I always believed is a missing item for uh, generational wealth or 50, 60, 70 year old people on the sidelines with a lot of capital, but they don't believe in crypto. They don't understand crypto and they're intimidated by it. My opinion is because they can't see it and they don't understand that it is a real new asset class. And it is, it is something that's, that, that, that actually has value. So if they can look at an EV hotel with our crypto trading floor and have our media component, much like a CNBC or a Bloomberg, where they can see trading, they can see markets being created, they can see uh, companies buying and selling digital assets, it'll remind them some, to something that they're very comfortable with, which is buying stocks, bonds, or any types of commodities. So it's, you know, uh, to a guy or girl that's used to buying IBM stock, they could say, oh, that, that's a trading floor. I get it. That's actually something that's creating a market and people are buying and selling. Uh, I'll, I'll participate and try to and throw some money into that. Once you start to give that comfort and relate it back to something that people are used to, that's when you get the masses. And it's got to be easy. It's got to be very simple to be able to download a digital wallet, throw them, and you know how difficult it is to do it. It's not easy. Not easy yeah. for experienced people to get money into their wallet, to connect their wallet to an NFT drop. Uh, and then not to mention all of the scams and people get their, their wallets hijacked and stolen all the time. So it's a very chaotic and scary. So if we can create solutions and experiences and physical locations to help people understand what it is, walk them through the process, have them meet and, and experience some of these crypto companies in a physical environment like that, being that the guests are in the hotel and they can visit the floor and, and actually feel all the energy and excitement, 
Uh, to me, that's that's what's missing in, in, in the space, and we're glad to be able to provide that and utilizing a hotel and and being an anchor to drive people to it that that love the crypto communities. They have crypto and digital assets, but nowhere to really experience them. You know, we want to be that go-to place, and that carries over to people that have NFTs with the yeah. uh, digital screens that are in hotel rooms. So when you enter your hotel room, you can throw up your NFTs on the wall. You can have your NFTs displayed to the hotel lobby. Mm -hmm. uh, so you can tip the uh, tip the staff or housekeeping with cryptocurrency through your your EV hotel uh, uh, app and wallet. So making yeah. things very user friendly, uh, very fun and exciting uh, to to a thriving market, an industry that that wants more experiences that relate to crypto and and digital assets and NFTs. I, and, you know, it's so interesting because what I, you and I had spoken, so I was familiar with what you were working on and I'm definitely familiar, you know, with Ken uh, as well too, and what he had been, you know, building. And once I heard that you two had joined forces, I was, it, it just made so much sense. You know, both of the concepts really enhance what each of you were working on and it just it, it, it to me it's so exciting so um i know that for those that are in that world in that space or certainly um you know understand the value and the where that you know crypto is here to stay it's not just like like it's not a couple years ago where people were like wait what you know it's like it is here to stay yes you know markets are going up and down as as normal markets go up and down so um but i but again i do like when you're talking about building a space that can help make it more, you know, accessible. Exactly. Thank you. That was the exact yeah. word accessible to maybe the, the everyday person that's like, okay, I know that there's value in this. I know that this makes sense and I want to get involved, but you know, making it just easier for them. So that's really cool that, yeah. that you guys are, are, are working on that. And, so, and taking the intimidation out of it, you know, making really? it where we're, we're educating them and, and we want to walk them through that process and, and see how excited they are to, to just have fun and look how easy it is to be able to, uh, you know, have crypto and, and be able to, to make transactions you know, mm -hmm. in, in our facility. And hopefully that'll happen. And, you know, much like like hotels help the local economy with a local restaurants where they, they, they recommend their guests to go to uh, certain experiences. So if you start to tie in the EV hotel uh, digital wallet with being able to buy and sell crypto or, or make transactions. So our participating uh, small businesses or, or partners in the local economy, you can do the same thing when you're walking around there. So you, you really start to get people used to it. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and as you mentioned, EV Hotel is, is gearing up for its own NFT drop. Uh, not That's much, exciting. Uh, yeah, not much details I can say until it's okay. actually announced, but <laughs> we have great ambassadors. We have great uh, celebrity and athlete. Uh, investors into the EV hotel as well as ambassadors for NFT drop. There's going to be incredible rewards, perks, and value uh, for having an, an EV hotel NFT. And the first EV hotel is being um, designed and, and, and built in the Phoenix market. And we have over 200 uh, hoteliers around the world right now that have uh, hotel flags that they want to uh, put up an EV hotel and take down their old flag, or they want to build a new construction of, of an EV hotel from the ground up. So I, that, and, and this actually kind of leads into my, le my next question. It's that's so exciting because you can actually see that the interest is out there. People are seeing it, they get it. Um, obviously, you know, you, you are very much involved in this world, the, uh, crypto, the metaverse, NFTs, all of that still so much to explore with hotels and travel. How do you see this space maybe evolving as we move forward or, or maybe even like influencing hospitality? Oh, there's so much, uh, yeah. 
I know a loaded question. <laughs> no, it's it, but it's it's great. You know, uh, COVID helped a lot of these these brands really strategize on. All right, everything's on pause. What does the future look like? Because things are happening a little bit more quicker now, which is great to see. But also, I get a little nervous when that happens because sometimes they don't have the talent or the infrastructure in house to support those decisions. So a great idea could be announced in a news release. It looks amazing, but it's never actually implemented or supported within the hotel. Um, so that's, you know, one of my, I work with a lot of great companies and, and we have metaverse holdings and I know the space, I understand the space. Uh, and it was like pulling teeth to get brands to go into the metaverse over the last you know, three years. Well, not the last year, but before that, for the last three years before, before the last year. And then every brand and their mother just throwing their IP and, and, and saying they're in the metaverse and everybody that I work with, I'm telling them stop and slow down and do it right. If you're not going to do it right, then just please don't do it at all. Cause you're going to do your brand and the service. You're not going to connect with this community and you're going to probably harm the commerce and the transactions and the revenues that you're doing in the real life because you're trying to take advantage of this movement. Uh, and I'm comparing it to much like when Instagram or Facebook launched and companies did not have social media managers in their, in their, in their buildings. They didn't have any uh, skilled talent to be able to fill positions that needed to be filled, and usually marketing directors or advertising directors in, in that are already in house, but now we asked to go and do a social media push, but they didn't have the right talent there. So it's the same thing happening now. Get the right people in place, have them understand your brand and your culture. And now how do you properly bring your brand into the metaverse where you can have that engagement, how you can connect with that community. But more importantly, and I always say this, it's got to come back to real life and people have to be pouring drinks somewhere. Somebody has to be eating a real cheeseburger somewhere. Somebody's got to be yes. buying a t-shirt somewhere. So commerce yes. has to happen in real life. Um, but you use this great new medium for VR and, um, and, uh, and metaverse and web three for building that bond. Like what, what we've done with vapes, the bond that people's that have, have created is phenomenal. Definitely. And, and the ancillary businesses that has happened, like people that were, were designing shirts like in their house. I now see them have studios and they're actually building businesses and they're making vapes merchandise and, and, and the, the, the partnerships and uh, telling you bonds I've never seen before that were created virtually because of a project like ours that people love, they're, they're passionate about, and they just love the people that are there and they want to continue to do and build. That's what brands have to think about. They have to think about how do we utilize a great brand that maybe is a global reach how do you make a big impact in the metaverse where you, you do create that same movement and you make them more attached to your, to your services or solution in real life? That's, that's the loop. But if you can't do that, don't, don't go in too fast and, and just put out a news release saying that you're not Web3 and you're in the metaverse where you really have no offering and, and it's insulting to the community and mm-hmm. you potentially harm your brand and, and what you build. Well, and that's so key because I think that you know, people understand and they recognize that this is something, something to explore. But if they haven't done the th- thorough enough research, or if they don't, as you said, basically bring it back to how people can engage with it today, you know, eat that real cheeseburger, have that real experience, it does it. it something's missing. And so I think that was really, really important what you just said, just because that is, I think. People might get caught up in the idea of it, but then also to bring it back to the real-time utility of it, you know, and and that sort of closes closes the loop, closes the circle of it, and and makes it far more of a um, of a, a solid a, a solid experience moving forward. 
thousand percent. I mean, other great moves I'm seeing, um, honored to be down in Puerto Rico. I've gotten to meet with people like Brock Pierce and amazing groups that are down here and, uh, and what they're doing in hospitality as far as bringing health components and, uh, wellness components. I think that's mm -hmm. phenomenal and, and real experiences in those health components and wellness components. They're extending the stay where, you know, instead of a three or four day stay, it could be a seven or 14 day stay because it's a program attached to when you're checking into that hotel or that, or that resort where this is this great package of nutrition and you know, yeah. whether it's massages and some sort of uh, meditation or retreats. So those are things that are really helping keep rooms booked, help the profitability of that, of that building. Uh, but always more importantly, keeping people employed and, and making sure they have safe jobs to go to because there's, there's enough revenues going through that hotel to support um, staff and obviously the investors and, and everybody else that's involved in that flag. Exactly. Oh, that's really cool. That's that's definitely something interesting that we'll have to keep our, our eyes peeled for. So to kind of shift things a little bit, I mean, you know, we're talking a, a bit as far as what you are seeing in in the industry and sort of. I mean, we're really talking about um, exploring, I like to consider a new frontier in the world of, you know, travel, hospitality, crypto, metaverse, all of that. And it is really exciting. So understanding this, but then, you know, you two are a traveler as well. I mean, you, you're, I mean, you're, you're not at home right now. You happen to be, you know, on the road. So, but considering all of this, so you're, you're seeing, you're seeing things from the business side and you're also seeing th things from the consumer side, um, with all of this, um, and just having your pulse, your finger on the pulse of things, how do you see travel being redefined? I know a broad one. Uh, it's in a, it's still in a tough position and I, 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 I travel the world, but it's not glamorous. I, I just, I were, I'm a worker. So uh, but I like to sit outside and do great ch chats like this. So for me, this, this, is, this is enjoyable, but I'm, I'm always in meetings and working and that's, that's, that's the life I chose to live. So, but being, that being said, there is still a major crisis on um, enough uh, talent and uh, help working in these places. So there's a strain on what the guests are expecting and I think deserves because they're taking time off of work and they're paying tax earnings to go somewhere and they want to have a good time, uh, but they should never be rude. That's, that's my, that's my caveat. You should never be rude to people, no matter how bad of a time you're having. Uh, but, uh, now, and also everything's going up. Uh, you have airfare going up. Uh, everybody's having an issue flying and whether it's, uh, some sort of a political play, it's rising jet fuel prices. It's, uh, pilots aren't wanting to fly because of certain vaccination issues, whatever you may think is happening is regardless but it's happening you can go uh, you can go on twitter any day and you will see somebody extremely famous sitting in an airport cursing at united cursing at JetBlue. so it's happening to everybody so if it's you know if it's happening to to you and you're, and you're not a professional athlete you're not being picked on it's just it's across the board there's a there's a problem uh so that's that's the right skill of people across the entire service industry space is very limited right now. And, uh, and with things going up in, in cost, it's difficult to justify or, or risk saying to yourself, I don't even know if I want to go away again, because last time I went away, it was chaos. And I couldn't get on my plane. I missed my flight. Uh, I missed an event. One of our, our great partners threw a, a massive golf tournament in Hawaii uh, with all these amazing athletes. And uh, he, he missed it. It was his event and he could not get to Hawaii. Oh my God. It was, and, and I, I, my heart broke for him. He couldn't even find like a, 
I don't know if he would have pulled the trigger, but he couldn't even find a private jet to get him finally from Las Vegas to there. So he wound up missing his own event. Uh, so it's, that's, that's crazy. That's, that's the world we live in. So there's, there's, there's definitely some, uh, painful moments happening in, in a lot of different industries, but especially travel, F&B and hospitality. And people just have to be patient that are, that are guests, uh, to, to know that that building is going through pains right now to find the right people. They're having issues with, uh, they're having issues with food and, and products. It's even limited menus. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of corrections going on that we have to grow out of. Um, so there will be a new norm as to what is offered at hotels, what the right price point is. I hopefully want to see these things come down so everybody can, can travel and get to experience life, uh, no matter what they have in their bank account. So, um, yeah, that, that's some of the issues going on for whether it's a two-star hotel or a six-star resort, it's, it's across the board. Yeah, no. And, and you bring up such valid points with that. I mean, we're seeing, I mean, there's, there's bottlenecks in, in various aspects of it, which just is, it's just, but it is, it's kind of like this growing pain sort of time. So it is something that we will certainly, you know, move out of. Um, so, but, but, um, to kind of wrap things up here, because I know we touched on a lot of things, um, and, and I'm sure everyone listening is, is very excited what is next for you? What should we be on the lookout for? Oh, there's so much happening. Uh, we have a we have a company known as Turncoin. Um, we're sitting at just under a fifteen billion dollar valuation. It's one of my most coveted holdings. Uh, we created a first registered SEC digital security, uh, where people can earn on a monthly basis a yield from our operating company. Underneath that, which is known as Virtual Stacks. And the exchange, so we have the investment and support of people like Drew Brees, Patrick Mahomes, Randy Jackson, David Meltzer, Cam Jordan, Von Miller, Wendell Carter, the list goes, the list goes on and on. Uh, we'll be announcing a major uh, music icon and sensation that's joining as a global music ambassador. Uh, we created the ability for people to buy virtual shares of people. Uh, so you can, you can buy a virtual share of your favorite athlete, entertainer, musician, singer, business person, someone like you, Sarah that you believe in and you want to help support them to continue to go after their passions and dreams and help them monetize their talent. And then the other side are people that are still amateurs and novices where they're not yet the next Derek Jeter, they're not the next Billy Joel or Tiger Woods, but they can sell virtual shares of themselves, much like a GoFundMe or someone going public to their friends and family, uh, coaches, students, teachers, peers, where if they need to go out and get a new baseball mitt, they can sell virtual shares to their community. They can go out, get that mitt, take some baseball lessons and continue to go after their dreams to be a baseball player. Uh, and through that and, and uh, the utility, the reason why I bring that up, the utility for whether you're investing in a, uh, an amateur or a novice or you're buying virtual shares of Taylor Swift at one, at one point, the, the ownership of the virtual shares will have the ability to convert into an exclusive NFT offering where you can have special privileges and access to maybe hang out with that celebrity that you own virtual shares to at a hotel, at an exclusive club or a restaurant, maybe fly with them on a private plane. Uh, hopefully, uh, they'll be participating and having fun at an EV hotel around the world when these are all developed. So the utility side of travel uh, and, and experiences are very well going to be tied into NFTs. We're seeing that now with like 48 Job Club and all these other ones that have these very fancy yachts parties and these great experiences, you need to have that all access pass. And we're going to be doing it with virtual stacks in a way where, yeah, you have that all access pass, but you actually are part of that uh, issuer's journey. So you have that more, uh, even a stronger connection to them. And if they continue to do great things, win a 
uh, win a World Series or they're going on a global music pop tour. As their popularity grows, their demand grows, therefore their virtual share price should grow. And if you own their virtual share price and you have access to have some great experiences with them, it's a whole different model for you know, what the future looks like for people monetizing their popularity and for fans to be able to be part of that journey with them. That's so cool. I, again, I, and, and as you're talking about this, it's interesting how, you know, several of the different projects that you are a part of will all intersect or can intersect. They, they have to, it's shared resources. There's a, there's a great big master plan and, uh, and it's a rising tide rises all ships. So everything that I'm part of, you know, it, it's for the ultimate success of the whole or anybody that we get to work with. Uh, so, you know, one big win in that ecosystem is there to help all the other ones that need to be pulled up. And uh, it's, yeah, I think it's the way it should be. A lot of VCs and funds brag about having one unicorn, but they, you know, if you look into their portfolio, they have dozens or hundreds of failures that they didn't properly support. And, and I feel terrible for those companies. I think that's heartbreaking to be in that, you know, actually be able to be invited into a, a VC or a private equity group, and then that's it. And you, you got no support and they didn't, you didn't have the right access or the, the right connection or they didn't understand what you're trying to do. And those founders get hurt. And, and I hate seeing that. So um, I want to be a completely different model and, and help as many companies as people as I can. And we're doing that. That's exciting. That is exciting. Well, again, it's so great to have you on because you bring a completely different perspective to to everything. Um, and I think it's so much that, you know, a lot of individuals can learn from, I mean, you're looking at it through an investor lens, a, 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 from a, a business lens, but on a holistic level. Um, and, and I know a lot of individuals that are tuning in can learn uh, so much about that. So, um, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. This has been you. exciting. Always. I can't wait till the next one. It's going to even yeah. even better. I know, I know. It's so interesting because again, you you're working on so many forward-thinking projects, and mo like everything is moving forward at such a pace that you know, the next time we chat, there will be new things uh, developing and in the pipeline. That's right. If we chat tomorrow, there'll be new things. So this is true. This is true. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Thank, well, you, thank you again. And for everyone that's tuning in, I'll be sure to share all the details for Brian. You absolutely want to follow him because he really is, he's got his finger on the pulse of a lot of interesting things. And I arguably like to say on the future of travel. So um, definitely look to him um, and, and see what he is working on and get involved because you are able to get involved. And I think that that's probably the most exciting part of it. So again, thank you, Brian. Thanks everyone. And uh, more next week. Well, there you have it. Thank you for tuning in to Travel Redefined. Hopefully you've taken away something from this week's guests and that you too are excited to see how travel is evolving. Don't forget to leave a review if you enjoyed today's episode and subscribe so that you won't miss out on the amazing conversations to come. And until next time, Keep on traveling.